This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners just like you. If you have the means and you'd like to contribute, click on the link in the show description to go to my supporter page. Once you're there, it's completely up to you how much you'd like to give. There's no minimum and no maximum and no ongoing charges. Enjoy this episode and thanks for listening to The Saturday Quiz. Hi there, you are listening to The Saturday Quiz, the podcast where I, your host, John Leary, ask the questions from the quiz in the Saturday paper and a different pair of guests each week try to answer them. Joining me today are two gentlemen who you would know together from the television series Brock, How's That and Love My Way and separately from shows like Offspring and Game of Thrones. One of them has just published his second novel, Plum, And the other, you'll soon be able to watch Cook Up a Storm on Celebrity Masterchef. Welcome to the show, Brendan Cowell and Matthew Lenevez. Great to be here. G'day, fellas. I can't wait to talk about my book. How's the cooking show, Brendan? (laughs) (laughs) Mate, I just, I worked out it's just as important um, the preparation as it is plating up. Yes, it is. (laughs) How is your plating up? My, My plating up was disastrous to start. Was the that? first dish they said that it looked like I just smashed it. I was like, well, yeah, you got time to make something I'd serve my kids. But the stress of trying to cook everything in 60 minutes and get all the ingredients mm. and all the pots and pans, it's not like a normal cook. Did you run to the pantry? How they run to the pantry? I ran to the pantry and then had to run back to the pantry and back to the pantry. <laughs> I ran into the pantry at least 16 times. I love, I cannot wait oh, to mate, see I can't you wait, wait to Celebrity MasterChef. I'm oh. a huge MasterChef It's a good fan. show and they're good people, you know? Yeah, yeah. They're, oh, it's they're, a great show. They've got, they've got a nice energy and, and they're, they're really supportive. So it was a, it was a good experience. Yeah, great. And how about you, Brendan? How's the book? No, the book's the book was out yesterday, John, 29th. Yes. So thank you for mentioning it. Really exciting. So I've been doing yeah, a lot yeah. of press and podcasts and publicity inside the digital fortress, so I've got no idea what the reality of it all is. But I'm very grateful that, you know, soon bookshops will be open. I just went to Gertrude and Alice and you'll be able to walk in there soon. So hopefully a bit of oh, wow. momentum will build and people will be able to go in and grab yeah. one. I can't Super. wait to get it, man. I can't wait to read it. Yeah, same. I threatened to post you one, didn't I? And you said no or something. What happened? You asked for my address. I know that. So oh, I did <laughs> post you one. Oh, yeah, it's in the mail. Every day I walk it's down to the, the post box and I'm like, oh, maybe it's today. And there's nothing there. And then, and then I'll jump on Twitter and Pat Bramble's got one. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Pat Bramble's in Australia. And so I gave him an early copy and I said, you know, if you read it, I'll put a quote in the front of my book. No, he, he's pumped it on the Insta. He never, he never read it. Oh, ne- never and, gave uh, you a recommendation so you could publish it. I guess the two weeks in quarantine wasn't enough, you know. <laughs> Can he- now, listen to me, fellas. Do you guys do quizzes of your own volition or only when you're on podcast? I haven't done a quiz in years. Really? No, I, I do one the odd, when I'm with my nephews and my niece and stuff and mum, We'll get out the quiz and do it. And every now and again, you get 16 and you think, geez, I, I've always thought I was quite stupid. I'm a genius. But I tend to find them really humiliating. Well, last time you were on this podcast, Brendan, you were on it with Damon, Damon Herrimann. Damon it was humiliating. Famously stupid, Damon is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Famously stupid, what, Damon Herrimann. What's the name of the Danish blue and white crockery? Wow, look at you. Have you no, gone back it's, and listened? It's, or it's haunted you... me, this, this crockery. <laughs> Delft. It was called Delft. It is. 
It's and Delft, then, yeah. named after the town. They give you some when you fly Lufthansa. Like, oh. Yeah, because I told you about that, and you said, yeah, you get a gin and tonic in there on the plane. <laughs> but, yeah, I think yeah, we but, were below average on Harriman and I. I don't think maybe. we brought it. You did have some tricky ones, some pretty Thank tricky you. ones. Thank you. I reckon you might go okay with this one. Okay is great. I reckon I look intelligent and won't get anything and Maddie plays himself down, but he's actually really quite yeah, smart. Let's, let's not talk about any of that before, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, okay. Let's see how you go with the questions. We'll be back right after this. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're listening to the Saturday Quiz. My guests today are Brendan Cowell and Matthew Lenevez. Let's start with question number one. Chappelle Corby was arrested in Bali on October 8th of what year? It's a multiple choice, but are you confident? Do you know? Or do you want the multiple choice? I wish the question was about which surfing vessel she was she hid the mall in. <laughs> well, how yeah. much weed she had. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was a boogie board. I was hoping boogie board would be the question. The boogie board is not the... I remember when it was answer. big news and I remember waiting to do a gig that I waited years to do and I was landscaping. It was. I'm going to guess. Oh, we've got options. We've got options. Right. Yeah. Hit us with the options. You want to hear the, the multiple choices? Here they are. Yeah. Is it A, 2000, B, 2002, or C, 2004? I was going to say 03, but um, it doesn't help Yeah, it's us, two or so. four. It wouldn't be 2000 because that was too much of a non Corby year. I'm gonna, yeah. So you, you're right. It is two or four, so it's either yeah, yeah. B or C. Uh, How far, when did you feel most connected to landscaping? I'm going to say 04. That's correct. Yeah, well done. That's what I thought. I thought that. The landscaping years. <laughs> the landscaping years, 2004. That's done. Six and seven and eight. <laughs> Do you remember how many, how many years she was, uh, she seven? was sentenced? No, she she served nine years. Yeah, she served nine. She was more. in prison for nine years. So twenty. Um, but do you remember what? Yeah, twenty. Yeah. Wow. She was sentenced to twenty oh, years. Oh mate, in I, she was in um, SAS last year, and she was tough. Yeah. Can you imagine what she's seen? Like my lord, not offspring. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else has, Matt. Everyone else has. Oh, thanks for making me feel good, mate. When you died, women across the southern hemisphere wept. I know. I Not know. just it's, women. It's, My goodness, everyone. It's like I haven't done anything ever before, ever since. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got you you got hit by a car just around the corner from where I live. I did. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. literally around the corner. And I, I think were you yeah. living there at the time? I think I was. You actually. just moved down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's right. Question number two: What is the acronym name for the Indo-Pacific Security Pact? Struck last month Ozoc. between Australia, Britain, and the United States. It's AUKUS. AUKUS is the. Orcus. Yeah. 
orcus. That's why I said quite I said awkward that. to say. It's kind of like really. That's the best you could come up with, orcus. It was yeah. very orcus for the French, wasn't it? Very <laughs> orcus. Yeah. So we're two for two. Yeah. Poor French. Two from two. You're doing very well. Here we go. What six-letter word beginning with R can refer to any bird of prey? Raptor. Yep. Yeah. Bingo. Raptor. Did I just get one? Yeah. Yeah, oh, you got one. I'm out of here. That'll do me. <laughs> Nailed it. The word raptor comes from the Latin rapiri or rapere. That's right. Which means to seize or plunder. Plunder. There you go. All right, this one, this one might be a little trickier for you. Question number four. Brendan Cow. No, it's not Brendan Cow. Okay. It is a a question about a writer, but it's not Brendan Cow. The Cormoran Strike detective novels are written by which multi-million dollar author? And there's a bonus point for naming the pseudonym used. Yeah, that's that's, uh, slowed you up a little bit. You guys are flying. Okay. Do you want to start the question again? again? The Cormoran Strike (laughs) detective novels. So Cormoran, C-O-R-M-O-R-A-N, Strike. That's the the character's name. Cormoran Strike detective novels are written by which multi-million dollar author? Who is a rich, rich author? It's an American bloke. No, it's a uh, British writer. Oh, not J.R. J.K. J.K. It is J.K. Is it J.K. Rowling? It's J.K. Rowling. But she writes it under a pseudonym. Oh, we got that one right. And Matt, yeah. that's for you, that part, that question. So, the, <laughs> so now, now there's a Oh, these are part. the new books? Well, they just recently... Re, they're in the last sort of decade, I guess. Yeah, I remember when she started um, writing those because people were wondering why she was using that pseudonym. Yeah. There's five books in the series and they've, they've actually been made into like a TV series by the BBC. It's a female name that she goes No, under. it's a male name. Male name. Right, that's right. Yeah. So I've set that up for you, Matt, if you want to bring that home for us. RG mm-hmm. are the uh, initials of this person's Ro- name. Robert? Yes, Robert. Grierson? G- 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 what did you say? I said Grierson. No. I'm Robert Griggs? Robert Giggs or Griggs no, or something? it's no. Galbraith. Yeah, yeah. Robert Galbraith is the pseudonym used by J.K. Rowling for writing the Cormoran Strike detective novel. We got a yeah. chunk of it, Matt. Yeah, you got you <laughs> did very well. Got the author. She's English, by the way. She's not Scottish because that was the question last time. No, I said I said British. No, but remember last time with me and Harriman. Oh, was that a question? It was, in is your... she British or Scottish? And I, I got so I knew she was British, but I got so confused by the question. And also, when I was in Edinburgh, I went to a cafe and it said in the cafe, J.K. Rowling's did not write any of her book here. That's so funny to that that you've had this question for the next time that you've appeared on the podcast. It must mean I'm going to make just about the same amount of money on my book as she made on Harry Potter. Possibly. Possibly. She made enough money that she she would fly to the Seychelles for a dinner and back. Wow, really? Yeah, carbon footprint for a dinner. Excellent. I walk up to Charcoal Charlie's every afternoon and back. (laughs) There's a lot of carbon output from the, uh, the charcoal, though. So you're just about even. All right, question number five. Which British royal... Shares their name with a type of sponge cake. Was there much baking in uh, MasterChef? No, the baking's actually baking's actually one of the pitfalls because the the yeah. ovens the ovens are portable. Ah, right. you, you know how like the the setup always changes, so the ovens move. Yeah. So if you're baking 
a cake or anything, it's a real fine line. So a couple right. of people struggled because they tried to bake and then suddenly nothing turned so out. So you, di- you didn't do any baking? I can't remember if it's I baked. It's not your forte? No, I mean, I was baking here yesterday, but, um, oh, yeah. but I Can wasn't. Can we start? I don't know. What, Can we break the question into um, what sponge cakes do we know of? Well, I, w- I want to hear what, what, what Matty made yesterday. Um, what did I make yesterday? I just made just... I just baked some chicken for the kids. Oh, and, but not, uh, but not like a cake. No, and potatoes and vegetables. No, oh, not a cake. I'm not, a, I'm not a big cake kind of guy. But I, I'm cooking. No, like, see, I'm not I'm, a sweet tooth. I've never baked. Yeah. Oh, sponge cakes. Um, I'll give you a clue. It's, um, it's a British royal that's uh, of history. So someone no longer alive with us. No longer with us. And it's one of the big ones. All right. Is it like Catherine? Not Catherine. I'll tell you, this sponge cake is, uh, it's two, you know, two levels of, of sponge cake. Mm-hmm. Very kind of just plain vanilla sponge cake sandwiched with cream and jam. That's what this sponge cake is. And the reason why it's probably is- popular is because it's, it was their favourite at the time, I'm yes. assuming. Yeah, it was one of their, yeah. their favourites. Yeah, it's like all those teas that Indian people made for... The Eng- their English oppressors at the time, exactly. like Lady Grey yeah. and so, Neil Grey and all that. Well, they're, they're yeah. think, we're thinking Apparently about the English breakfast was like the scraps off the floor, but the oh. English liked that the most. Oh. I love an English Scrappy breakfast. Tea. Yeah. If you think baking wouldn't have been around for that long, right? And I was watching a show. Uh, no, scone? Written, no, a scone's a scone. So it's if we go back through the different royals, there's like mm-hmm. who's before Victoria? There's Charles. Who was? Mm-hmm. Who did you uh, just say though? Victoria. Yeah, Victoria. Is that That's it? the answer. Victoria. That seems so it's obvious. It's a Victoria sponge. Yeah. Yeah, Victoria sponge. Victoria sponge. <laughs> it's sometimes called a Victoria sandwich, which is two vanilla sponge cakes sandwiched Spiffing. together with cream and jam or buttercream. I wonder if you went into the Queen, the Queen Victoria building, into that tea place, and you just said, give me the Queen's cake. They'd bring out the right cake. They'd be like, oh, oh they, oh, mate, they love they a cake definitely. at afternoon tea. It's a, uh, I, I went oh, and they bring out the stand. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the high so tea situation. With the sandwiches, you get sweet, sweet and savoury and you can have a champagne. It's yeah. amazing ordeal. I probably ate Victoria a few times and I didn't know it. You, you would have. Do you eat a macaroon? If someone puts a macaroon in front of you, do you eat it? Yeah. And are you, are oh, you yeah. forever disappointed? You the, don't like the, the sensation. macaroon's a bit yeah, harder, is, isn't um, it? Underwhelming, in my opinion. What about a Victoria sponge? Would you? Would oh, you, you are the that? master Just chef. Just a classic. I know a sponge cake reminds me of my grandmother, so um, nice. definitely would um, have a sponge cake. You know, with just some strawberries on top and cream and beautiful. But I've never made one. Wow, you, you didn't? You never had to make one in MasterChef, like no, we had, nothing we had, like that. I had to make a lot of stuff. The mystery, the mystery, no. box but never was a sponge. Cool. Wow. Okay. Well, we're going to take another little break. We'll be back right after this. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You 
You're listening to the Saturday Quiz. My guests today are Matthew Lenevez and Brendan Cowell, and this is question number six. Name South Australia's longest river. The Bogan River. Not not the Bogan River. Well, the Murray-Darling runs through there, so is it the the Darling River? It's not the Darling, it's the other one. Is it the Murray River? Murray. Yeah, it's the Murray. Because the Murray starts there at Mildura. Well, the the Murray starts there. at the at the Snowies. Yeah. And runs runs as the border between New South Wales and Victoria, yeah. and then it reaches the outlet, I guess. Uh, it's in south of Adelaide, South Australia. Yeah. Yeah, and it's actually called the River Murray in South mm, Australia. That's right. We shot it's, we uh, shot part of Peaches. The whole thing. And the Murray River. You shot what? A film I did mm, years peaches. ago, Peaches on the Murray River. About the oyster farm. Oh, wow. No, that's the oyster farmer on the, that Alex O'Loughlin shot <laughs> in the Hawkesbury. Great movie. Love, Alex. <laughs> no, that's no, the Emily, oyster Emma farm. Long. No. What happened yeah. in Peaches? What happened in Peaches? Hugo Weaving, Emma Oh, with Long. Hugo and yeah. Emma Long. Jackie yeah, McKenzie. right. Yeah, but what happened? Was it Peaches? It was all Peaches. It was peach farming. Just us on the river. No oysters at all. No, there no was a, there was no there's no oysters. There was a peach cannery being shut down, and it was about the year. Oh, but we filmed on oh. the Murray. Oh, there you go. Beautiful. The Murray River is Australia's longest river, at mm. two thousand five hundred and eight kilometres long. Approximately seven hundred kilometres of which is in South Australia. Oh, and the, the vast majority, 1,808 kilometres, is in New South Wales. And although it forms most of the border between New South Wales and Victoria, it's not the longest river in Victoria because New South Wales' border is delineated on the southern bank of the river. So hardly any of the river is actually in Victoria. Wow. And actually, Brendan, going back to uh, your former uh, appearance on this podcast... Do you remember I used the Murray River as a hint for another question? Do you remember? It was what did the R and the M stand for? Oh, in, yeah, in which was R. Reginald. Williams. It was Reginald Murray Williams, R.M. Williams. Yeah. All right, that, well done. Reggie. All right, question number seven. Grace is the only studio album of which... Jeff Buckley. Yeah, I don't even have to finish the question, do I? Which American this singer-songwriter? This is our last goodbye. <laughs> I'm gonna have to cut all this Just out. Just say this, and then I'll go. I don't I have some friends that actually, when he toured, I have some friends that saw him play. This is I can't together talk with not Rupert going to Reed see texted me. Nirvana. Rupert Reed texted me and said, "Come to the Phoenician Club. This guy Buckley's playing." And I said, "I'm too hungover." <laughs> yeah, I, I said no. I'm, I'm, I, no, Rupert thing. Reed. But he went and saw Jeff Buckley. It was like yeah. that live at Cine thing. He played for three hours. Yeah. Changed Amazing. everyone's life and I was just at home eating chicken. And yeah. the, the, the Nirvana concert was the other one. You're right, John. Yeah. I, I also didn't go really? to that. Because um, it's, it's 20 yeah. year, oh, 30 year anniversary, is it? Of, of Nevermind. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah, it must be. 91, 92. And the dude in the pool still trying to get his money back for in utero, isn't he? Do you remember yeah. when Grace was released? Do you know what year that was released? I'm going to say 98. No, it was... 98. Maybe 97. 98 was when I discovered it. That was probably why. Yeah, right. Well, he actually died in 1997. Okay. 96? No, the the album, Grace, came out in August 94. Wow. And Uh it it did actually quite 
poorly. Year 12. Uh, but over time and with the 10th the anniversary re-release, re uh, yeah, it's 94. proven to be a huge success. In Rolling Stone magazine's 2020 list of the 500 greatest albums of all time, Grace was ranked 147. Wow. It was very high, really. Shout out to Jeff. Let's just yeah. give a shout out to Jeff up there in the sky. All right. Question number eight. Name the winners of this year's Brownlow Medal and Dally M Medal. Tom Travojevic and Matt. Oh, mate, I don't know. It's the poor power player, but I'm living in LA, so it's the port guy. Um, yes, he, he does play for Port he's, Adelaide. He's in the midfield at Port Adelaide. He's young. It's not McLennan. I, I don't know the Port Adelaide team, unfortunately. So. O.W. are his initials. Owen Wilson. He's also an actor. It's an amazing achievement. It's a really, yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, guys. American actor <laughs> in his 40s. Oh, sure, sure. Comes out oh. to Australia. <laughs> I, 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 I'm I in know. the corner pocket. Ollie is his first name. Does that Wine get guard? you there? Wine or guard? you've just, the first bit, just cut that off. Guard. guard. No, the, sorry. Wine. Yeah, Ollie Wines. Is I'd just like to inform you, we haven't got one wrong yet. No, you're doing very, very, very well. Yes, you, you got, of course, Tom Trebojevic, who plays for the Manly Seagulls. Manly Seagulls from the Insula Peninsula. Yeah, what a player. What a yeah. player. All right, question number nine. It's a true or false? So true. This should be I'll say true, you say false, right? Then we're good. You can't go wrong. No, let's All right, no, no, we'll come together on you'll, this. You'll get it. True or false, Namibia... Is a landlocked country. I've spent a lot of time in Africa, so you've spent a lot of time in Africa. You've spent man. a lot um, of time in. Why have you spent a lot of time? No, in Africa? I, I, I did a couple of things. I shot a, a series in Cape Town and uh, uh -huh. called The Widow, Cape Beckinsale, okay. and I also, um, my brother and I and another friend, or another couple of people, we have a small change management company, so we shut down a gold mine in Tanzania near the Congolese border. Mm. So I, I did probably sixteen trips to. Tanzania, right up near the Congolese border, near a town called Kahama. Wow. To help run a closure program and to try and help transition not just a lot of the staff, but a lot of the community away from this mine. So we employed wow. a lot of people. and Pretty we, awesome, eh? That's fascinating, Matt. I, I didn't know any of this. Yeah, we ran like a job training program and we got a lot uh -huh. of our staff certified. We flew in the top 15 employers in Tanzania to meet our staff. We got everyone who could drive licensed. We got... Um, had a family day with 3,000 people. We had a soccer tournament um, for wow. the staff and morale. We built a cinema. We had a netball tournament. Did it feel landlocked that whole time? Namibia is, uh, they've got the sand dunes. They're famous for it. It's above, I'm going to say. So that's beachy. I'm going to say no. It, yeah. No, it's not. You're going to say it is not a landlocked country. You're going to say it's not a landlocked country. You are 100% no. correct. Yeah, no, I think it's not landlocked. Yeah, it feels coastal to me. No, it's It is big, coastal. But it's also, you can go and do some amazing sand dunes. Water rafting. Um, or, like awesome, and there's beautiful sunsets over the dunes. Really famous in the movie. Yeah. Like, there's, beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's western border is the, it's coast on the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, it's just above South Africa. Yeah, yeah. 
And um, there's a wave at Skeleton Bay. Are you a surfer, Matt? No, my brother is actually. He even oh, yeah? he married in Hawaiian and now he lives in Torquay, Janja. Oh, so he right. surfs every day. But I'm a terrible surfer. You're a terrible surfer. Well, you probably wouldn't want to go to Skeleton Bay then. Doesn't um, sound like it. No, because Skeleton Bay in Namibia was the winner of Surfing Magazine's 2008 Google Earth Challenge where yeah. readers could submit a screenshot of a potentially unknown wave anywhere in the world and the prize was a trip to that wave to surf. Oh, wow. Yeah. Amazing. And it's now like, you know, a big... Big mecca. Uh, yeah, popular surf spot. And the locals love Google for it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There's, uh, di- yeah. there's a lot of diamonds in Namibia too. Yeah, there, there are diamond mines in Namibia. Yeah. Namib is um, the world's oldest desert. Apparently. Yeah, I think I remember that, learning that when I was in South Africa. All right, question 10. We're up to the final question, guys. You've done extremely well. Question number 10. In what century was the first smallpox vaccine developed? I was only thinking about centuries today because I used to get it confused as a kid. Oh, yeah. So right now we are in the 21st century. We are, correct. And the 20th century... Was ni- the 1900s. 19 to, yeah. Yeah. Smallpox. Well, Let's do the 19 or 18, well, it's, right? no, this, is me, this is me and Brendan. Earlier. Earlier. A lot earlier. It it's, is, it's earlier it than is that, isn't it, the world's first vaccine. I'll, t- I'll tell you. Oh, the vaccine. Because it was mentioned in 16th century literature, isn't it? Smallpox is. Well, so, well, smallpox is. Smallpox was but a the vaccine problem for a few centuries. Mm-hmm. But uh, vaccine-wise, vaccine when did we get the smallpox AstraZeneca? Still waiting. <laughs> Still waiting for your AstraZeneca <laughs> Scotty, Scotty took a while on that one. Uh, I've had my first shot, but I'm waiting for <laughs> <laughs> No, fortunately, uh, smallpox has been eradicated. Except for the anti-smallpox factor, vaccines, <laughs> were they going around? Well, they weren't going around. There wasn't so many of those uh, because everyone... No one had Instagram. Uh, well, I reckon there, it was there probably was something a 16, like a 17th century, century inch, but I reckon the 1819 is where, it's probably the 18th century where they got a vaccine. It was the 18th century. Well, well done. done. Mm. It was developed by Dr. Edward Jenner in 1796. What a legend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first ever vaccine for a contagious disease was actually derived from a related disease, cowpox which is where we get the word vaccine because vaca is cow in Latin. Wow. Mm, and all that? that mad cow disease yeah. stuff. That, but yeah. you were right. There, were, there was actually a much earlier technique for inoculation yeah. against smallpox, not a vaccine, but as far back as 1549, the practice of That's variolation right. was performed in yeah. China where, get this, it's pretty gross, Powdered smallpox scabs were blown up the nose of the healthy and those patients would then develop a mild case of the disease and from then on they were immune to it. Fun fact. It's exactly what, that's exactly what still happens when you get your malaria and typhoid shot before you go to India. Like, you get it. Yeah, you get it. And then you, you, get go, you go to your doctor you, and he goes, you're not doing lines you know, of that's, you're, not, you're not snorting, snorting dudes. Charlie Sheen. Dead disease. <laughs> Cells. But that is exactly the same practice, isn't it? Giving yeah. you a little bit of it so you don't get a whole lot of it. 
Yeah, pretty but, much. Yeah, Shakespeare wrote it, about it a bit, so it sounds right in his zone. 1598, I think, was when he wrote a couple of those crackers. Yeah. It, it may have even been, you know, what killed characters in some of his plays and stuff. Well, certainly smallpox. Mm-hmm. I think smallpox is what... Oh, no, sorry, um, no, his, his son Marlowe. Hamnet... Died of uh, the bubonic plague. Yeah, and someone's just written a book about that, haven't they? It is so good. Have you read it? Is it? Hamnet. It's amazing. I don't remember her name. JK? Not JK. Yeah, that'll be good. (laughs) It's very good. Gosh, it's really, really good. Um, You should read it. But in the meantime, we're going to take another little break. We'll be right back after this. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Brendan Cowell, Matthew Lenevez, thanks so much for doing the quiz. Hey, Johnny, that was cool. And yeah, I you guys did amazingly. Well done. Good team. We're always good when yeah. we get together, aren't we, Matt? Yeah. Like individually we're dubious, but when we come together. <laughs> yeah, come together, you do very well. Because you reminding us at the blurb at the start is we have worked together quite a I mean, yeah. we're great mates, but we have worked together a few times in different realms and it's just a lethal combo. <laughs> Little Bre- combo. Brendan actually Maggie wrote- O'Farrell. Let me tell you that Maggie O'Farrell is the author of Hamnet, and that's it's right. a great book. It's really, really good. It's not as good as Plum, which is Brendan's book that's about to come out. It just came yes, out. Yes, that's right. Which might not be as good as the uh, all the episodes of Celebrity Master Chef. Oh, I can, is- I can, I can guarantee that it is definitely. Better than Celebrity Master Chef, <laughs> but not as good as Brock. No, you, what, you, but not as good as you Brock. Not to- as good as Brock. <laughs> You get some inspo from Celebrity MasterChef, you cook yourself a meal, you eat it, then you relax and then read you afterwards read with a copy of Plum. Yeah. yeah, why wouldn't you? Thanks for listening to this episode of The Saturday Quiz. Thank you to my guests, Matthew Lenevez and Brendan Cowell. Thank you to Cindy McDonald for writing the questions. As always, massive thanks to those listeners who support this show, which you can do by clicking the link in the show description. And please, if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate and review and tell all your friends to listen too. My name's John Leary and I'll have more questions for you same time next week.